Welcome to Staring Vegans, the podcast where famous and not-so-famous guests share their unique vegan stories. Hello everyone, this is episode 5 of the podcast. I'm your host, Sayel, and today I'm talking to Ashley Mahon, who lives in Kildare in Ireland. She's a tattoo artist who specializes in mastectomy restorative tattooing. She became vegetarian when she turned 18 and decided to go vegan after living near a dairy farm. I really enjoyed chatting to her and I hope you love listening to our conversation. Welcome, Ashling. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm good, good, excited. <laughs> um, so I'm going to start uh, with some warm-up questions and then we can dive into your uh, vegan journey. Um, so first, what's your favorite animal? Cats. <laughs> I get that a lot. Cats. I love cats. Yeah, cats. Or I'm really drawn to cows. They're special animals, I think. Yeah, you just feel feel a deep connection when I spend time with them. Oh, and horses. <laughs> I can't pick one. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's very hard. <laughs> <laughs> and what's uh, what quick meal do you like to make or to eat? My favorite would be basil pesto and pasta. Mm -hmm. Delicious. Mm. I like that. Yeah, homemade <laughs> is better. <laughs> yes, of course. And uh, if you had the superpower to turn people vegan, who would you choose and why? Who would I choose? It could be one person or a couple of people if you, it's hard to choose. <laughs> I don't know why, but the rock is coming into my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good one. It's pretty influential. Yeah, that's. I think that's it. He's very influential and I think he'd love it. Yeah. Yeah, he's into fitness and health and I think if he, he took this step, it would bring it to another level, I suppose. Yeah, for sure. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then now we can start talking about more about your vegan journey. So what does it look like? When did it begin? How did you become vegan? Okay, well, it started... I've always been drawn to animals... And then through my teenage years, I suppose, I started to question things. And I thought, you know, if I love these animals so much, how can I contribute to the cruelty? Um, I started to delve into the process behind how things are made. So that's probably when it started getting emotional for me. <laughs> I started just to see the, the, the heart, the soul behind these creatures that I, you know, I'm taking for a snack. You know, and that doesn't seem fair to me. So I'd say, you know, maybe about 15, 16, I really wanted to stop eating meat. But um, I lived under my parents' house. It wasn't seen as something that was going to be accepted. Mm -hmm. So, and also when I told my parents I wanted to be vegetarian, they didn't really understand it. They were a bit scared. They didn't have knowledge of nutrition how they, you know, they thought that just meant yes. I would I would lose out, I suppose. Of course, um, yeah. So they brought me to a doctor who said, no way, you can't, can't cut out meat, you're underweight anyway. You know, the usual kind of stuff, you'll, you won't have any iron intake. And that was that. But the minute I turned 18, <laughs> I went vegetarian. I said, okay, I'm 18 now, this is it. <laughs> and that was the vegetarian side of it anyway. Mm -hmm. And, um, that was great for a few years. I was always, I never wore fur. I never had cruelty kind of products anyway. Mm -hmm. So it was just for me, the dairy and eggs, I suppose. Um, so when I was 25, 26, I actually moved to a dairy farm. So I found a lovely little cottage to rent with my partner. 
we moved in. We knew it was a farm. We didn't know what type of farm or anything. And we quickly learned it was a dairy farm. So I couldn't turn a blind eye anymore to what actually goes on behind the scenes. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah, yeah. it was right into your face. I would literally look out my kitchen window and I'd be washing the dishes and I'd look out and I'd see where the babies were kept after being taken away after straight after birth and I would spend nights awake hearing the mothers crying for, yeah it was it was hard it was very hard so I really I couldn't justify that anymore I instant even my partner he eats meat but he he's not big on dairy at all and that affected him as well so yeah from then on I've been straight vegan then it's been a good journey though so so how long have you been vegan now then four years I went I went vegan on Christmas Day. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked at everyone's dinners and I went, no. <laughs> not the most popular choice, I'm assuming. No, definitely not. Everyone was just like, Oh come on, Ashley, you know, you're just making things harder for yourself again. Just as you get used to being a vegetarian for whatever seven years. <laughs> yeah. You talked about your parents that didn't want that for you. So when you turned 18 and you decided to be vegetarian, it wasn't a phase, obviously, like you were waiting for that. What was your family's reaction? And then when you became vegan as well? At the start, they were probably worried, like I said, about the nutrition side of things. They, you know, but they didn't understand that there is so much more to it. And you can, I'm very much involved in my nutrition and my health. So I took a hands-on approach to make sure I was getting the right nutrients the proteins, the vitamins, everything I needed from day one, I really delved into that side of things. And um, so once they seen that I was healthy, um, I never went to the doctor again, touch wood. <laughs> you know, I never, you know, I didn't need to take antibiotics. Well, I, you know, I don't take medication anyway, like antibiotics or anything. I wouldn't, I'd do it kind of the natural route with garlic and stuff. So they're just seeing how healthy I was and how happy and They probably envied it a bit, <laughs> you know, that kind of <laughs> like, oh, I wish I could just commit. <laughs> yeah, so they haven't been, they haven't become vegetarian or vegan since you have been. No, no. But my partner, he goes through phases of cutting out meat, but he, he wouldn't be big on dairy at all. He doesn't, maybe some eggs sometimes. Yeah. And is that difficult for you to navigate to have your partner who's not fully vegan or how, because I see it sometimes and I'm wondering... How it is like how how do you feel about it <laughs> generally generally it's fine I kind of just turn turn my head to it I suppose but you know there are days when you think about it more and it, it's quite upsetting yeah and it cr probably creates a little bit of a a block there sometimes mm. you know when you kind of and you know he really he does have that kind of heart where he he may go that way sometime because he's already like he doesn't do cow's milk or anything like that and it's probably from living on the farm I'd say yeah but um he's definitely conscious and aware so so that's good you know he, it's not like he's obnoxious or you know he thinks I'm ridiculous he really does admire what I do that's very important and that also means that there's a seed growing and at least he's making an effort and when he's ready hopefully he'll be fully vegan exactly and he's a chef so that doesn't help <laughs> yeah well it's I guess it's a challenge too when you're yeah. a chef and you have to kind of transform mm. the whole way you're doing and if he's doing it for a long time as well mm -hmm. exactly 
for us it's just cooking at home but if it's your your job then obviously yeah. it's so much to change so it's it's not an easy journey but exactly it would be his career as well yeah so like it would be a career change but with some time and it can it will happen probably usually it does <laughs> so you said you started looking at nutrition because you were 18 so you were still young even though you're not a minor anymore but did you have any resources that really helped you along the way or like videos or anything that actually helped you um it's probably just just from personal exploration I suppose I would be quite holistic in my approach to things anyway so I would go to nutritionists acupuncture different treatments like this so I would be always in touch with them and you know they would quickly let you know what you need to take and you know getting in my iron and my b12 and um, you know that kind of side of things yeah with um looking at videos and stuff it was kind of the documentaries about the behind the scenes is what I kind of delved into at the start. That's what pushed me. But um, yeah, as far as nutrition, I kind of just Googled, Googled online or like, you know, f I found um, just some recipes to follow. But I made sure that they had, you know, proteins and fibers and nutrients in them and the f good fats. Yeah, I think it's important to make sure uh, you have the right nutrients as well. And because also you have your family that you need to convince as well. It was even more important for you to prove them that you can actually thrive by being vegetarian and vegan so yeah exactly i think it's definitely important to make sure you have that side of things taken care of nowadays um it's easy to find out you know how to make sure you're healthy by being vegan exactly yeah and i i went to you know the nutritionists and stuff to make sure that I got my B B12 levels up and um, so I was I'm taking tablets for that just to make sure things are in check yes B12 is definitely the most important vitamin to supplement exactly talking about nutrition and was there any struggle for you like your biggest challenge maybe like some food to have to give up I did it very slowly and I think that's what benefited me probably I went really slowly into full veganism. So it's 11 years in total. So over that time, I was slowly, you know, taking out the cheese and replacing it with just sometimes homemade, but more than more lately, it's the, you know, the, the store bought stuff. Um, someday I'll get into making my own cheese, but not right now. Um, so yeah, cheese was a big thing. I really love cheese, but honestly, I don't find any difference when I found a good product to just replace it with. Um, yeah, sausages, I really missed. But again, I found an exact replica in my, in my mind. Mm -hmm. So I don't see any difference at all. But um, yeah, health-wise, what I did struggle with was the B12. So I went and got my bloods done with my doctor just to you know check in and I just like to do that just to make sure I can actually see on paper how my iron levels are and everything like that so my b12 was actually really low so I just got on top of that and it, it made a big difference to my energy and my stress management and my mind so over the course of a year I was just getting my bloods checked regularly to make sure it was coming up in the levels that's the only thing really 
You went to the doctor prior being vegan or prior being vegetarian for the B12 or you just went after having been vegan for a while? After having been vegan for a while, yeah, I went to the doctor because I had, I think it was just headaches and kind of tightness in the chest. And I just felt, just an instinct came to me just to, just to go see your, how your bloods are. And um, yeah, the B12 was low. So I just nipped that in the bud then. Did, were you taking supplements at the time or not? No, not B12. That's why, because I was wondering, sometimes people, even if they take supplements, you mm -hmm. can still be low because maybe, you, you know, your body doesn't absorb it. Yeah, yeah. I think I was told maybe magnesium can help you digest it if you're not taking it in. It's good to know. <laughs> so I'm told, so I'm told, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any moments that you were felt really proud of being vegan? In general, it's probably just my health. It's not really one specific moment. It's just how far I've come with my health. Um, you know, I'm just really grateful for the fact that I don't depend on going to the doctor and getting prescriptions. And you know, that kind of, because I probably would have had chest infections back when I was younger. Um, and uh, yeah, and when I was vegetarian. And then when the dairy was cut out, I had no, you know, no, uh, congestion in the chest or anything like that a lot of it cleared up and I just I feel so much lighter because of it I suppose it's such a transformation mm -hmm. the difference that it makes it's amazing yeah. I love to hear about that people don't necessarily believe it but it's true like it makes such a difference to stop these products it does and I just feel more balanced in my my whole my digestive system my my clarity Do you know I don't feel sluggish Even if you eat some dairy or dairy-free ice cream, I find you still, you don't feel sluggish. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because the food that's in it is healthy. Yeah. Yeah. It's lighter. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. And is there anything that you wish you had known before you went vegan? Something I didn't know. I didn't know how good I'd feel. <laughs> That's it. If someone had told me how good I'd feel, I would have done it like the minute I turned 18. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have been from... Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I just, you know, if I had known how happy I, I, it would complete me, I would have jumped on it quicker. But that was, that was a while ago, right? So that was about 10 years ago, 11 years ago, you said? 11 years, yeah. So it wasn't as widespread as it is now. Did you find it difficult I was the weird one <laughs> you know I'd go out for dinner with my friends and it was always quite inconvenient for people to be with the vegetarian <laughs> like what could you eat you know but actually you know there's a lot of options it's um but back then it wasn't so common were you able to find things at the restaurants and like or were you struggling generally I struggled yeah to be honest you know in our town At that time, there was very, very few. And a lot of the restaurants I found would mess up on the order and bring out chicken. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I've had that happen a lot, unfortunately. And um, yeah, I wouldn't. And sometimes I didn't discover it until I'd take a bite. And then I'd be like, oh, are you serious? <laughs> so I quickly lost trust in <laughs> a lot of restaurants. Yeah, I can imagine. And I'm assuming Ireland is very focused on animal farming. Yeah, there's a bit of resistance towards veganism and saying anything bad against the dairy industry because it is very much a part of the heritage, I suppose. 
yeah, the heritage. Four years ago, when you turned vegan, probably was easier, I'm assuming. Yeah, massively. There was, you know, I'm so grateful that it, it was so easy. Every product was out there. I knew the restaurants to go to. And even now, it's just, I'm every single of my favorite spots have great vegan options. So I, you know, I don't struggle anymore. That's, that's good to know. Because when you travel, you can't just decide, oh, I'm going to go out and do something, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like my partner wanted to go skiing somewhere. And I just, I remember researching it and, and they don't do vegan food at all. So I was like, well, we can't go. But he, he found that frustrating. <laughs> but I was like, well, this is what I have to put up with every day. So <laughs> deal with it. But um, Dublin is great. I was going to say, are you far from Dublin? Because I'm assuming the capital would have options. I'm half an hour away about 40 minutes but um oh, I think they have one of the best varieties of vegan restaurants you know that are completely vegan which is amazing from street food to fine dining they really do have everything that's amazing and you say even in your town now there's options yeah exactly whereas back you know 11 years ago it wasn't as it is now but it's nice to see the change yeah it's good that you can see it evolve as well being in the same place hopefully you know it will change for good at some point in the future. Exactly, and there's and there's people that like to try the vegan dish, you know, and they're just becoming more aware of what they're eating throughout the week. So maybe they're thinking, oh sure, you know, on Fridays I'll have the vegan options. You know, so one day a week, they start it small. And it's amazing the change that can make. Yeah, you're right, you're right, because people just might go not thinking about anything and just want to try it. And it just saves animals, even if it's just once a week. Yeah. Exactly. And um, is there anyone that you found very influential, like even the last few years, as you kind of progressed and been vegan for like a few years now, is there anyone that you like to follow? Yeah, I would follow Roz Purcell. She does a lot of plant-based recipes or the Happy Pear, which is actually a restaurant in Dublin. Oh. They sell products as well, actually vegan pestos and and hummus and really, really good, like good products like burgers and stuff. And they they really helped me <laughs> for the first few years and following their cookbooks definitely helped. I heard about them. I, I didn't know they were Irish and they had a restaurant. They have two restaurants in Dublin. They're brilliant. And like just seeing their energy and how healthy and happy and balanced their life is, that really helped me when I transitioned over to full veganism, you know, to have someone to look at that are thriving completely in all elements, I suppose. Yeah, it's a good image to give. As a new vegan, you want yeah. to be like them, so. <laughs> yeah, energetic. Energetic, yeah, no, for sure, because I think what, that's what people are scared as well, is just the health. And if you can see people are healthy, yeah. then it just, it motivates you more. It does, it does, yeah, it keeps you going. <laughs> that's why we need, we need people to have a positive image. So people are more likely to, to change and, and become vegan themselves, right? Exactly, yeah. So your work as a tattoo artist and so has it affected your work for example to be vegan or did you start your work before being vegan yeah i've been tattooing nine years and actually even before i became vegan i was using vegan inks it's just it's something that i always was passionate about was finding something you know products that they don't need to be tested on animals they don't need to have anything in them from animals there's no need anymore we've got the technology we've got the knowledge so 
you know, I'd say a, a good while before I actually turned vegan, I was already using the vegan products in my tattoo. The tattoo ink is vegan. So my whole studio, all the girls, we all use um, vegan ink. And that I find introduces more clients to us. They feel more comfortable. They'd, I have it straight in my bio on Instagram, vegan inks, just so people are, feel safe, you know, in that kind of space. How, how easy is it to find vegan inks? Very easy. <laughs> Um, most most of them are vegan without people knowing, which is great. <laughs> no, it's good because I was always wonder um, how like widespread is it to use vegan mm -hmm. inks? How many people like actually using vegan inks? Yeah, I I'd say a lot of them are using it without even having the awareness of it, and even the products that we use, like the the ointment on the skin and everything like that. A, a lot of the companies are just switching to cruelty free and vegan just to you know because there's no need anymore that's great to hear that the companies are making the switch cruelty free is one aspect of veganism right is there's so many things that happen to animals apart from farming yeah and tattooing you might not necessarily think about it actually if you just yeah. think about having a tattoo and so it's it's really i think interesting because animal products can be everywhere yeah and it's so unnecessary <laughs> so it's good that companies are waking up and and, and changing their ways Yeah, and it's great for clients to come in and, and, you know, whether they're vegan or not, it just puts them at ease. They're like, okay, there's there's no need for cruelty to be involved in my tattoo. <laughs> yes, definitely. And um, have you done any activism in the past or, or now? Or have you done any volunteering with animals or in sanctuaries or things like that? Yeah, I used to volunteer just... Um, just my time like helping out with the the local animal foundation but it was just walking dogs there's nothing major there but I'm drawn to animals left alone I suppose you know abandoned kind of if I if I ever come across a dog I'll make sure to find where its owner comes from or if there's a horse by itself in a field I'll make sure there's water and there's food and it's not alone I'll probably spend time with the horse for a while Aww. you know that kind of thing yeah so I'm more of a like I'll see an animal and I'll make sure they're okay that kind of thing in my just in my day-to-day -day routine and I know when I have a house up <laughs> my partner will probably come home and he'll be like okay you rescued rescued another animal <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very sweet and I want to foster animals when I have my own house and a, you know a garden space for for animals like that so you know to help them on their way i love that idea and is there a sanctuary that you'd like to talk about that maybe you you've been to or like a charity that you apart from the local that you said yeah well locally there's the kwwspca and that's an animal foundation in ireland and that's it's in my locality but um that you know that would be the big one we also have a shop here where you can donate um money or you can donate clothes and they would sell them or your household items just to generate money so I suppose with lockdown right now they're probably really struggling to get supplies um, so they would be a big one that I would donate to when I can and then when things open up again to to go on the ground yeah like a charity shop you mean yeah yeah or thrift store for North America yeah so this the store is to generate income um, you know to to help the animals that they do rescue i think it's really good to be able to help local charities as well when you can i like that there's charity shops for animals a lot of the time so i think it's great to be able to 
help. But if you can't donate, then buying stuff from these shops is a good way of, you know, saving money because you're buying cheaper things and helping them out as well. Because they always need money, right, for vet fees. and Yeah, and they take donations as well. You know, they'll put up what they need. And it's really good to see that, you know, especially in lockdown, people are just eager to help in any way they can. We talked about your work as a tattoo artist. Do you want to explain what you do? Because you're doing something very special. So I'll let you talk about it in more details now. Okay, so I specialize in restorative tattooing. Um, it started out as self-harm cover-up tattoos, um, probably five years ago, I suppose. And then I slowly became known as the girl who does scar cover-ups. So I was approached by a lady with a mastectomy scar. And her and her husband came in and they... We're both excited about this process. She wanted to put her surgery behind her and they both sat down with me and we designed a beautiful floral piece to go across her chest to cover up the scarring. And it was just one of those moments I kind of, I fell in love with the process. And so ever since I've been specializing in mastectomy scar cover-ups and restorative tattooing. So I actually can restore the nipple from what they had originally or to match the other side. So I can create a 3D hyper-realistic tattoo to replicate the nipple. That's, that's so amazing. I was looking through your feet <laughs> and I was just amazed at, yeah, what you do is just... It's huge, yeah. So being able to kind of restore that kind of confidence as well because I can't imagine how it must feel like. Yeah, for both of us, it's emotional. For the lady that comes in and for me to be able to be part of her journey, it's, it's an honor for me and I just it fills my heart so much and by the end of the session we're both walking out on cloud nine <laughs> yeah it's beautiful yeah I think just think Thank it's you. amazing that you what you're doing and I didn't even know it existed actually I had no idea until I came up uh, your profile and I just was amazed by that yeah I'm I'm one of the only tattoo artists in Ireland doing it at the minute um, it's not really popular you know it's not really widespread here at the minute so um, it's great to be able to offer it because before this clients were traveling to London or the UK or America even so so it's nice to offer it here on the island yeah so how did it start then was it in America I trained in yeah I trained in Canada um, in 2018 with Stacey Ray and her team of Areola artists so we have a team of artists across the world working towards this high standard of tattooing um, it's just good to have a community where you can fall back on and talk to because it's it's tough work it's emotional and you know it takes it takes a lot of care I suppose so to have a little team to be able to talk about our challenges or for struggles that kind of thing it's really it's nice yeah it's good you are able to have that support so now are they training somewhere else like if people wanted to do it do they have to go to Canada or North America or do you think things are going to open up more in Europe now and it's getting more widespread yeah I think it's it's opening up now um our, our lockdown should be finished next month I hope um but yeah um Stacey Ray is in uh I think she's in LA at the minute so yeah you would be doing the training over there but um she does online courses as well but you do have to be a tattoo artist first <laughs> Of course, I think it's great that it's getting widespread and uh, that there's one in Ireland now. And if there could be one in each country, then that would be amazing for, for these women. Exactly. And it's it's going that way. Definitely. It's becoming so widespread. Uh, more tattoo artists are, are, you know, becoming involved. It's great. That's really good. And where can we find you online? 
my name is Ashling Mahan Tattoo. That's the Instagram handle, or it's AshlingMahanTattoo.com. I'll put everything in the show notes so people can go directly with it. Yeah, because it's an Irish name, so it's spelled a bit different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so to finish, um, what would you say to non-vegans wanting to make the switch? I'd say go slowly, make small achievable steps and write it out, write out the little steps. And as you start achieving each little goal, you know, give yourself a pat on the back because each little change is huge to the world. I love that. I think it's, it's a great advice. Thank you so much, Aisling, uh, for taking the time to be with me today. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I look forward to seeing more of your tattoos and definitely check Ashling's work because it's amazing. I'll put everything in the show notes uh, for you to have a look at. And uh, yeah, thank you again. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. It would also be amazing if you could leave me a review and share it. If you do, I'll be sure to give you a shout out on a future episode. And if you have any thoughts on today's episode or suggestions for my next guests, email me at hello at starringvegans.com or message me on Instagram at starringvegans. Thanks again for listening. Until next time.